0: I'm Maddie.
1: And I'm Ryan, also known as Bobby Drake's boyfriend.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, I don't know whose girlfriend I am. This is not an episode that has very many ladies in it. This is an episode that has a lot of gay men in it.
1: (laughs) Okay, yes, number one. Number two, it would be Storm, like it would be Wolverine for me. But if it was Warcraft Valley canon, then it's absolutely Bobby, who I marry and get engaged to like three or four times, according to that fan fiction. Mm -hmm. Anyway, what is this Mm -hmm. show, Maddie?
0: Uh, This is The Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men and analyze it politically and talk about how gay all of them Who's are gay
1: <laughs> which is going to be this episode which is definitely not what i remembered about this episode so here we go back
0: when we were young This episode i expected to be gay because the description for the episode in disney plus was like you know gambit tries to steal something from warren worthington and i was like okay that alone is the gayest shit i've ever heard
1: i mean in the comic books those two characters canonically do not get along but there also is a lot of weird sexual tension between them It's
0: because it's gambit and it's warren kind of like, in the way that like
1: Callisto and Storm are definitely like vexing to top each other.
0: Yeah, it's like cat and mouse like we're in a fight wink wink like there's a lot of that
1: yeah I know although I I think it's a little bit more complicated with Warren and Gambit because both have involved them betraying each other to like kill each other for some different reason
0: I mean that's kind of the situation here as well although at least for the opening scene Gambit is not in his right mind not that we know that right away
1: no but it is actually interesting because both Gambit and Warren in the comic books are characters that have frequently been possessed by apocalypse
0: and taken advantage of in general right
1: which is like i guess for the previously on the x-men all you need to know is that in the background of all the other dark depressing shit that's happened including all the x-men being outed along with the idea of queer people and mutants being something that exists yes is that also apocalypse has been orchestrating mesmero to go around and collect different keys it's been like a lot of different episodes of mesmero in the background stealing artifacts
0: yeah like every six weeks or so mesmero shows up and he's like hey i'm here to continue slowly trying to open up like 17 gateways to apocalypse
1: okay it's actually crazy in this episode because they're like they put it all together and it's like now that mesmero has like all nine pieces of this fucking key we could like, <laughs> actually unlock a door yeah
0: it's like legend of zelda shit where like mesmero is in the background collecting shit and everybody's like not paying attention up until the moment right before he opens another door and then it's like whoa
1: better stop it it's like an interesting choice that they used mesmero to be apocalypse's henchman in this yeah. because that is like not really a big piece of the comic <laughs> you know, books it's so I don't random know where-
0: like why mesmero i think because they just enjoy Having Professor X face off against other psychics, except they already have Mastermind in this episode too, and it's like God, there's so many psychics on this show. Like holy shit! Like how many do we need? I know.
1: Although Mastermind in this universe, he, okay, so in the comic books, Mastermind casts illusions. That's his thing, and that's what he gets into your mind. But. This version of Mastermind can also, like, mind-wipe you entirely.
0: Yes. Yeah. He kind of has sort of similar to Professor X powers where he can, like... Well,
1: but you know what? Now that I think about it, it's still him casting illusions, like, in Wanda's head. Right? So, like, yeah. if Mastermind dies, does Wanda just remember everything?
0: I don't know. I mean, I don't think the show ever makes it that far, right? So we have no, no idea so. what would happen if he dies. We'll have
1: to... We're going to have to get the showrunners on this on this show and be like hey, (laughs)
0: are you just gonna say this every (laughs) time you said this last time we recorded one of these you're like we need to get the showrunners on the show you're no longer satisfied with us trying to come up with our own answers you're like we just gotta know i mean
1: I mean, there are a number of people I want to guest on the show and I have not reached out to them. I have a list of people like in their contact information. I just have not reached out. But what are these days it might happen? Mm-hmm. So.
0: Well, we are still pretty far away from finishing this show, so we have some time. So I'm thinking of other previously on the X-Men's that we need to say. That's it. Well, we could say, OK, so this is a return of Warren Worthington episode. He has been in since the Christmas one episode. other episode prior to now, which was the Christmas episode. Where he and Magneto were in a weird fight (laughs) slash sexual relationship where Magneto tried to recruit him as one of his acolytes. We can use the correct term, even though I call them the nasty boys all
1: the time. Oh, I just call them the Venga boys now. Yeah.
0: And Warren was like, no, I'm still closeted, even though I'm, you know, I have wings that I can't really hide. So and he was also superheroing around New York City and Scott and Rogue saw him doing it. I don't remember all the circumstances of that episode, but Warren exists and the X-Men know him and he's decided to ally with the X-Men rather than with Magneto. And that's like vaguely important. Also, Warren's rich. That's that's all you really need to know, I, I mean, guess.
1: yeah. Okay, so this episode's going to be bringing the original five X-Men together, but they were all introduced into this TV show in really weird ways yeah. instead of just having them straight up all be there from the beginning. And I don't so know So now why... they're all here. Yeah,
0: so it's like, it's as though the showrunners were just like, oh, it'd be fun if we had the original five X-Men from the comics all fighting together, but it doesn't make sense in the context of who these five characters are or these five versions of them are. So it's just like... Right. Why is Warren here? Also, it's never explained as to why Warren has one of the Apocalypse artifacts in the first place. Because he doesn't seem to know who Apocalypse is in this version, which is kind of too bad. Because, like, why shouldn't he know? Why not? Let's just exactly. have him know who but it is. But I also
1: feel like we would have found that out in season four. Four, and that did not happen because season four just kind of cuts off and does right. this really shitty end apocalypse bottle. But I feel like they were going to drag this out longer and do things with Warren and bring him back. Mm-hmm. But this is essentially the last time we're going to see him on the show, which seems sad but there's only like a few episodes left of this season. And then season four is so short. Yeah. So like, it's really intriguing to think about where I was going to go. I
0: know. And it is too bad. Cause I actually really enjoy Warren in this episode. So, Oh, well,
1: I mean, I enjoy Warren in general because he is so dramatic. I know. He's not staring into fireplaces and, this one but he does flirt with everybody okay (laughs) by the way like everyone this is gay i know know you already announced that but it's like there's just no feminine energy in this which is i would not say that girls can't be gay because obviously we feel that that's just
0: not the vibe of this particular episode
1: no it's just a bunch of boys like flirting with each other i loved it it was really fun i wasn't expecting that also xavier's here and he's petty as fuck as usual and also we're you're gonna you're gonna discover how insane yet again Xavier wildly messed up this situation. My mind
0: and I kept telling you, like, wait until you get to the end of the episode. <laughs>
1: wait. The only thing I remembered about this episode was that Bobby sneaks onto the Blackbird and they find him. He's just eating a bag of potato chips, Ryan Pagella style in high school. That's
0: an important scene in this episode. That does happen, and it's great. there's also like
1: not a lot of actual plot beats happening. in This, like, I would say. of this episode are just really fun fight scenes. Mm
0: -hmm. And like gay stuff.
1: Yeah, gay stuff and funny fight scenes. I don't know. There's like a lot of parts with Colossus in this where he's doing fight Sequences that are just silly as hell. I know,
0: I know. I really enjoyed this because we've been watching so many depressing, introspective episodes about trauma lately, and you know, I'm down for that. I think X Men Evolution is doing a great job with it. I loved the Rogue episode, self possessed that we did. We're,
1: we're gonna we're gonna see a little bit of that for a minute in here, and a really great scene between her and Nightcrawler.
0: Yeah, but. I'm also appreciative that we have an episode that's just really silly and has a bunch of jokes and gay. and gay and has all the characters just being themselves. And then at the end, Xavier just says something patently absurd. And you're like, what is know? this? And it's it just feels like we're back, you know,
1: don't worry, Maddie. We'll go back to the depressive shit because I think the next episode is X-23.
0: Oh, is it? Oh, fun
1: which will require a character spotlight yeah anyway let's start this episode so we can get to x23 on the next episode
0: okay so this episode starts with gambit running through the woods while 90s techno plays in the background
1: yes also there's a previously on the x-men in this which rarely happens on the show they had to go over all the apocalypse plot beats that were just kind of in the background. Yeah,
0: they were like, remember who Mesmero is? Yeah, you don't, because it's been like a year since you saw him, if you saw him, because <laughs> this is like the 90s or the early 2000s where television was hard to watch. So like, you have no idea who this character is. Anyway, he's trying to awaken an apocalypse. And now Gambit is running through the woods. And so he breaks into a mansion. <laughs> Naturally, I thought it was the X-Mansion. It's not. It's actually Warren's mansion, although right. we don't find that out right away.
1: Gambit is doing some fl- over the fence.
0: He does a bunch of flips over the fence. He like melts a window with his powers because I mean glass is technically liquid so I
1: but also this show does a really good job in general at demonstrating gambits powers
0: yes yeah they they absolutely show like him charging stuff and then it explodes like they they show it over and over again and so you like really get it
1: I feel like in the X-Men the animated series it was just like him picking up cards and throwing them yeah
0: and it was like so I guess he only can do this with cards yeah
1: but yeah but that thing where he's melting the window is like that's so gambit and I love it Mm -hmm. like
0: he paints a smiley face on the window and then melts it it's fun yeah um so then he like sprays to see some lasers in the hallway and like takes out this extra grappling hook extendable thing so that he can like shimmy over the lasers and then like leap around not very,
1: not very quietly though because we see warren in his bed with his shirt off and his okay it's really funny because his wings perk up like a cat's or a dog's yeah. does with their ears yeah and i was like what
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so warren is a bird and also a man and so anyway his wings perk up and he is shirtless it's very important that he's not wearing a shirt that's definitely a huge part of this oh it is and so then gambit like drops down into another room after like cutting a hole between laser beams and the explosion of gambit making that hole with his powers wakes warren up for real and he's like okay somebody's in my fucking house and so then yeah. Gambit like drops down through his hole and picks up a rock or whatever. We don't really know what it is yet, but it is part of a rock, part of a key. And then <laughs> he turns around and Warren dramatically opens the double doors to the room shirtless with his wings outstretched. And he just and goes, what does he say, Maddie? See something you like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which is it, like blows a kiss. at yeah. Gambit. Uh, I mean, like what? <laughs> this is <laughs> reminding me of the recent trial of Magneto issue yes. where Magneto's in his like he's like in his brain in his own brain lying on a bed with like a shirt off and like he just goes oh enjoying the view xavier
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like that i mean of course in context warren is saying see something you'd like in reference to the fact that gambit is stealing from him But it's really gay like he I mean, I think the showrunners knew
1: what they were doing. Yeah. Gambit blows him a kiss back. Then he okay, I don't even understand what happened here because it's like a quick shot of Gambit literally charging the house and then the whole house just explodes.
0: Yeah. Like I know Gambit throws a charged card at Warren and then runs away. So I guess it causes like a huge explosion somehow. And then Gambit leaps back over the fence and he's like running away and then slows down and meets a figure wearing a cloak who is Mesmero. And Warren is in the sky flying overhead, like, following them and just watching them. And then Mesmero stares up and sees Warren and then, like, Causes him to pass out basically with his powers and so Warren falls right. to the ground like in a heap and there's like spooky music and then we get the intro Ooh. and then when we come back from the intro Magneto is there
1: okay yeah but there's also a shot of Warren lying unconscious on the ground but it's like in the sexiest way possible like he's
0: fainted like a beautiful princess and he's like oh really oh, I'm so <laughs> weak. Ugh <laughs> So that's Warren in the background Like flinging himself around And everybody's ignoring him
1: they're, they're also like He's not even asleep He's just pretending to be like I think
0: he is pretending for real though Because I feel like he hears all of this And then... Oh that's
1: right Because then at the end he gets
0: up Yeah Okay you're right <laughs> So Warren is like Oh I passed out Everybody
1: I'm... Wait that makes sense uh... As to why you went to Xavier's later then I thought he just went there Like completely on his own No no
0: no He goes to Xavier's to be like Hello I overheard heard a conversation about fucking apocalypse
1: oh wow i did not understand that that's funny
0: anyway <laughs> okay. okay
1: well first of all Magneto <laughs> shows up and mesmero is trying to w- run away and Magneto, as usual takes the metal gate and wraps it around mesmero yep. and mesmero tries to get into his head and first Magneto says to mesmero it's courageous to mind wipe one of my own uh butt boys <laughs> butt boys bitch yeah that he like Puts him in bondage, yeah. like this gate bondage. And he's
0: like, I'm wearing a helmet and your psychic blasts don't affect Anything. He's like, I am
1: experienced with psychics trying to get inside my head yeah. and do shit. So I had to block that real early. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And then he basically. And you kind
1: of look like Xavier with face paint on. <laughs> does, though.
0: So. Oh, he does. It would be
1: really funny if Magneto was like, Xavier, I know that's just you <laughs> with paint on your face.
0: <laughs> this is the first episode where we see Masmuro and Xavier in the same room. So it doesn't mean they're not evil twins of one another, but they're both evil. So
1: whatever. I thought they met each other in that episode where Mesmero first was in it possessing gene oh, gray you're
0: right they also have a sexual astral plane fuck fest then too
1: yeah because they did that whole thing where we didn't see what's happening it was just we saw them looking at each other with their eyes closed and them going oh, oh okay they're gonna oh, do that
0: in this episode oh, too everybody get ready for that shit because that's oh God, this that's is how gay. a psychic battle works is like two men <laughs> staring at each other while masturbating <laughs> But anyway, that's the <laughs> oh, end of the it. episode.
1: Well, speaking of which, Mesmero is now in bondage. Yeah, he
0: is in bondage. And Magneto's like, release your mental hold on Gambit now. And then Mesmero's is like, fine. And so then Gambit like shakes his head and he's like, where am I? And it's like, oh, yeah, my the, God, Gambit. And then
1: Gambit starts to fall off the ground. He's like, oh, I'm just so weak. And he falls next to Warren. Yeah, I don't know. It's a
0: lot. <laughs> um. So then Magneto takes away the rock that Gambit had stolen from Mesmero. And he's like, let's find out if this was really worth stealing. And then he like kidnaps Mesmero. And floats him away in the cage, the metal, like, whatever bondage he put him in. And Gambit has to, like, follow on foot, which I just thought was funny. Because I was like, oh, my God, Magneto's, like, flying away. And, like, Gambit's oh just, like, on the ground, like, da 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 <laughs> <laughs> And then in the background, Warren wakes up, and he's like, Magneto! And it's like, honestly, Warren, is the least of your problems here. But
1: oh, for whatever. For real, for real.
0: Then we go to the X-Mansion. It's daytime now. We go to a baseball field outside. This
1: is the most important piece of this show right here. This, 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 this is thing? from the comic books. How many times in the comic books do X-Men play mutant ball? This is like a legit thing.
0: So they're not playing mutant ball at first. They are playing no. regular softball. I thought it was baseball, but it's actually softball. And they clarify that later on. Um, so Bobby's at bat and he's shit talking Jean, who's the pitcher and she's chewing <laughs> gum. And <laughs> I don't know why he's shit talking her. a terrible idea. And so like Jean is the first one to kind of get, unprofessional and like levitates the ball for a second and is like I'm gonna get you bitch and then Bobby I know she does
1: do that but then for some reason they're like Bobby you're the yeah, worst Yeah, for some
0: reason Bobby gets the blame for this even though Gene actually initiates it but whatever so Bobby well, somebody,
1: somebody screams hey no powers I don't remember Bobby
0: does Bobby turns to Beast who is the umpire and he's like hey um she's using her powers and Beast like takes off the umpire mask for a second he's like come on people let's play ball like let's keep it clean here Scott is yep. in the catcher outfit
1: <laughs> scott's the catcher
0: he is the catcher yeah and he <laughs> i don't even understand what this means he says bobby's got no bat he's a no bada like what does this mean in the context of baseball like i don't i don't know understand Let, I'm
1: Google it. it right now baseball meaning. i think he's
0: just saying like bobby's bad at batting i guess but like it's dumb because then bobby interprets the trash talking as like a threat obviously
1: oh my god I just found like a huge list of I think it's a no hitter
0: okay so a no batter means that the pitcher manages to outpitch every single batter so basically the batter the batters, all the batters on the other team don't ever hit the ball
1: we definitely but didn't both extensively google baseball terms we know sports so well I have heard this term
0: (laughs) before as a no hitter
1: yeah that's what I just saw too
0: I've never heard no batter but like sure i i guess i mean i guess that makes sense
1: i don't know beast is old maybe that's what they said in like the 50s
0: I mean, it means basically the same thing. It's basically like, Gene, you're going to throw the ball in such a awesome way that Bobby's not going to be able to hit it. So anyway, yeah. Bobby, his comeback is, I've got a bat, and then he turns his bat into a huge fucking icicle, which somehow makes him hit the ball really far, which like I don't see why that would be the case. And everybody no, cheers as he starts good. rounding the bases, and Beast just sighs, and he's like here we go. Everybody's going to (laughs) fucking use their powers now, I guess. And like Jamie multiplies. And then as Jamie's multiplying, which he didn't do on purpose, by the way, he did it by accident because Bobby bumped into him. He
1: got tackled.
0: Yeah. As he, as Bobby was running through the bases and then Jamie ends up catching the ball, which would mean that Bobby is out. I guess.
1: I guess, but I don't. I, 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 I don't know. I don't think
0: they like stick with that anyway. I don't think they. I
1: think they're just hitting the ball now and running around the field and using their powers because this is this happens in the comic books all the time. They always return to mutant ball. Yeah, and, and it's so like, Bobby
0: screams mutant ball in like the same tone that you would scream <laughs> food fight in a cafeteria, and like yeah. everyone starts using their powers. I didn't write down everything that happens because it's like sixty I didn't things. Either.
1: There's there's so many things. I mean, like there's a part where Kitty comes up underneath Kurt and Kurt's teleporting around to catch balls in the air
0: yeah it's crazy I know I, at
1: one point like Cannonball crashes into things it's like
0: people almost die like everybody's like using their powers like absurdly to an extent where everyone would be dead but it's like completely fine
1: no there's like a scene where I think it's like either Berserk or Cannonball is swinging the bat and Magma just throws a ball which turns into molten lava yes. and everyone just dodges it yeah. and they just stare at the bat that now has a hole in it yeah and like, and it's, like literally everything behind
0: them. <laughs> has holes in it because magma just like threw literal magma Lava. at them and it's like okay guys can we not and there's a point where like Scott uses his eye beams to like demolish one of the bases and it causes like this huge ravine to appear like in the ground that like Somebody falls into and it's like, what the fuck is happening right now? Beast has just walked away. Beast is like smoking a cigarette somewhere else. He's like, I can't fucking deal with this anymore.
1: No, Beast is getting high now. He's smoking (laughs) a joint in the woods. But I want to point out that later on in this episode, Scott uses his powers to destroy an until he like disintegrates a pillar. And I'm like, I don't understand how Cyclops powers work because like sometimes they like hit somebody and they just fall down and the other times they just like obliterate it into oblivion like and i'm like what sometimes it puts out fires like i don't know what his powers do anymore
0: i don't either and i don't feel like this show knows like when he's wearing his visor i'm like okay i'm sure he has different settings on there for like how powerful the beam is and there's like a stun version and like a kill laser but
1: (laughs) he's got like the star trek gun in his eyes
0: basically (laughs) i mean that's like how i interpret it because that's kind of how the show seems to interpret it but like in this version i don't think he's wearing the visor for baseball i think he's just wearing glasses so it's like it's just his raw beans
1: on oh my god he's so dumb all right also boom boom is here in the background but she has no lines she has no
0: lines and she like doesn't I don't think she does anything during Mutant Ball, does she? Does she throw a bomb at somebody? I feel like they should have animated that.
1: There might have been an animation sequence where it was in there, but they might have cut it for, you know, time. Because, okay, so this episode, I feel like they wasted too much time doing the recap on Apocalypse because then there's a lot of animation beats in this that are really fast, a lot of scenes that are super... Like, there's that scene between Mesmero and Xavier later on that is, like... So bad and so fast, and I'm like, I feel like they didn't allow enough time to animate everything. So I bet there was going to be an animation sequence with Boom Boom that just did not happen because there was not enough time to fit in the 20 minutes. I they mean, were allowed. maybe
0: they already have like 60 examples of different powers here. I don't, I don't know if that's the part they. Cut yeah, but out.
1: let's let's be real. We just care about Boom Boom.
0: Yeah, you're right. I don't know why it wasn't just Boom Boom playing mutant ball the entire time. But anyway, it's not. She's she leaves. Um. So then they all see a shadow overhead, and that makes them all stop playing. And it's, it is Angel. It is Warren Worthington himself.
1: In his costume. Yes, in his costume. Full costume.
0: Full outfit, looking great. He lands, Scott walks up to him and he's like, Angel, what's going on? And Warren's like, I must see Professor Xavier immediately.
1: Meanwhile, everybody's like, what? How does Scott know this person? Yeah. What is happening? Yeah."
0: <laughs> okay, so then we go to Magneto's dome. Okay, this scene is fantastic.
1: Funny as fuck. By the way, it is pretty I funny. Really hard.
0: I a like, lot of this episode is quite funny, not necessarily intentionally. Well, but- okay.
1: So they they have they have Mesmero strapped to a chair.
0: Yeah, they they have this chair. They have the same chair that they've been using for everybody who comes to visit them. Where like you get strapped in the chair if you go to Magneto's dome. Like right, that's you what get happens. strapped in
1: Magneto's dome, and then Mastermind brainwashes you, which is what is happening here. Yes. Mastermind's trying to get into Mesmero's head, and Mastermind's like, this guy has got really strong powers. I'm having trouble figuring this out because I can't really see in there. He's got a psychic shield.
0: But he does explain what the deal is with the rock. It's a spider stone. I don't know why it's called that, but we'll find out later. And the second half of it is in London's museum, the Tisdale Museum. And when they're put together, they're a key. So Mastermind has figured out all of that. Yeah, but but he's he's... like, doesn't know what the key is for. He doesn't know it's apocalypse related, basically.
1: Right, well, so so he goes, I need more time. And Bagheera just dramatically goes, Times up. But all he does is he takes Mesmero's chair and he spins it around dramatically, like a
0: billion times, until Mesmero is like really dizzy, and then that works. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was really funny. I also thought
1: Magneto, like so menacingly, was like times up, bitch. But the only thing he does is like spin the chair around. Yeah, I'm like, like, Magneto, what are you even doing? This is like-, like how
0: 12 year olds interrogate each other. Like, it's like he basically yeah. just gives him a swirly and then Mesmero's like, okay, okay, I'll tell you. It's like, what is this? Why did that work?
1: Right, and then Mastermind like just jumps out of his brain he's like, apocalypse! Yeah, like, Magneto's that, like- that,
0: getting twirled around weakened Mesmero's mind so much the Mastermind could immediately be like, oh, it's apocalypse. Fuck.
1: <laughs> then also Magneto was like, oh no, apocalypse? And I was like, does Magneto know who Apocalypse is? Apparently,
0: yes, because the line that Mastermind says is you will know him as Apocalypse. So, like, clearly Magneto does know who he is. I don't know why.
1: I guess Xavier knows who he is, too, once when he figures out that it's him. That's
0: true. Xavier does know who he is. Maybe they, like, had some type of interaction with him, and that was also gonna be revealed at some point, you know? Because... We'll never know. That would kind of make sense if Xavier and Magneto knew who he was, like, in the past or... Not really, They but... were in
1: a threesome together. <laughs> like, they used to be, like, in a poly relationship, and they were, like, all with each other, and then, like, Apocalypse mm-hmm. was...
0: And then Mr. Sinister showed up, and Apocalypse was like, well, he's a way better match for me. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I, I, Apocalypse... I was gonna say apocalypse is like i'm just ready for like a one-on-one monogamous relationship with mr sinister and sinister is like sure babe whatever you say and then he like doesn't do that and
0: then mr sinister like clones himself a thousand times and he's like this is still technically monogamy and apocalypse is like i guess that's true
1: (laughs) anyway so (laughs) so so that works and so now here's my favorite scene in the whole episode where (laughs) Okay. beast cyclops gene and angel this whole scene is so gay I straight know. across the board so beast cyclops gene and angel are working with professor xavier looking at an image of mesmero they're discussing what he's stealing who he is they don't really know what's going on mm-hmm. kitty and amara are spying from the back of the, this is like in the, the sub basement somewhere so they're like looking into this computer room yep. And bobby walks up behind him and he literally says Hey, girls, checking out the new guy, which is gay.
0: Yeah, and the girls, like, get a little embarrassed. They don't answer, and they just walk away.
1: But what what does Bobby do? Bobby gets in closer to get a better look at Warren's ass. Yes. This is, like, that time where Lance took off Toad's clothes, and we're like, no, we're not, like, saying that happened as a joke. This is what happens. Bobby comes up and says... Checking out the new guy, the girls leave, and then he tries to go in for a closer look.
0: Yes. Like, it is setting it up as though Bobby is also checking out the new guy. Like, this is one of those situations where I don't think we're making it up.
1: Yeah, they made Bobby gay before Marvel got around to actually doing it.
0: Or, like, they implied it as strongly as they possibly could. Like, I I would say they're doing that Like,
1: Same deal with, like, Pietro, where it's obviously that Pietro is a gay character on the show. And Boom Boom and Magma. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so Bobby is definitely, like, he has a crush on Warren, confirmed. And how could you not? He's, like, the hot I mean, older boy. I have boy. a crush on Warren. Yeah.
1: I mean, in my fan fiction, Warcraft Ballet, you can go listen to that podcast. It's going to YouTube now. Mm-hmm. My character, my fan fiction character kept on like cheating on Bobby with Warren because Warren was just so unresistible when I was like 18. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I, oh, by God. the way, I'm guessing I think Warren and Gambit are probably both 19. That's my guess. That's kind of like how it's framed here. That's what
1: I would guess too. So
0: then Xavier continues his conversation with Warren and he's like, you were right to come here. We've had dealings with Mesmero before and Warren like why did he brainwash Gambit and Xavier's like that's just how he operates he did it to Jean to steal these random ass rings I never do that you know (laughs) yeah he's like I would never do that but anyway Mesmero
1: did this how could he and
0: Beast explains that the rings formed a key and
1: oh my God, this scene, this did. Okay, Beast pulls up an animation of the reins being put on this. The, there's like this other piece that looks like an actual dildo. I know. Like that's what it looks like. And then the three reins, there's an animation of the three reins being slid onto it. <laughs> and I sent it to you and Todd. I was like, This isn't even subtle. Like, this is just, like, Cochrane's going on a dildo. It's really funny. I
0: know. And then it, like, forms a key. And I feel like that was in the other episode that we saw with Jean getting brainwashed, too. But, like, for some reason, Beast also knows that the spider stone is a key I don't know why they yeah, know this know.
1: <laughs> it's like crazy because Beast is like the other spider stone connects with this other one and Xavier's like
0: it's a key <laughs> it's like why yeah but something
1: about Magneto and Xavier is suddenly like well if Magneto is there I, we have to drop everything we're doing and we have to go find him because he's my ex and I bet he's doing something bad yeah
0: it's like up until this moment Xavier's kind of like mm, whatever this is fun and interesting and then as soon as, Z- as Magneto's name is mentioned Xavier gets really pissed and he's like we have to intervene instantly i need to be wherever (laughs) magneto is and it's like okay fucking chill calm
1: down dude then bobby runs in. he's like hell yeah i'm here for a triple x mission it's gay (laughs) and then beast comes over and flirtatiously pushed his hand on bobby's shoulders and he goes sorry hot shot there's no room for people Who don't follow the rules But then they like Kind of like Gene
0: then is the one Who intervenes and is like Yeah like for example You were the only person Who broke the rules In the softball game And it's like, like No you, Gene. Gene You started you it You
1: started it <laughs> <laughs> Also I love that Beast Is like flirting with Bobby He like puts his head On his shoulder Is like Are they like hey a thing buddy. In the
0: comics I feel like we talked About this before
1: They're best like, I mean there are besties In the comic book Until Beast goes to the Avengers And hangs out with Simon Who has a similar energy To Bobby
0: Yeah I mean in this context It's just like teacher student shit like i'm sure it's like the product of many fan fictions but anyway bobby is completely right here where he's like i was just goofing off i'd keep it in check for a full-on mission just give me a chance and like i was expecting all this foreshadowing to be like okay bobby's gonna screw up again because like we have seen bobby like crash the x-jet and like 60 other things like bobby has been a troublemaker in the past to be fair
1: oh yeah but right.
0: In this episode, the foreshadowing doesn't pay off at all. Bobby does a great job. And like, that's it. Like, that's all that happened. Okay, like,
1: I think the foreshadowing does work in that sense where they're like, we think Bobby's going to screw up. And then even to the character surprise, he does not And he's great on the field. And then they just start putting him on more missions because they're like, oh, well, maybe he actually is capable. That is his argument in this. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm just screwing around right now. But if I'm out on a mission, I'm going to do what I'm there to do. They're like, yeah, we can't trust you because we don't know that. And then Bobby goes on the mission anyway and he's like yeah see I don't fuck around when I'm on the mission but all this other stupid shit that Xavier makes us do is bullshit like I don't know we're not even training I mean, like what okay. are we doing you know I
0: agree with you but I'm also now remembering that moment when Bobby was twirling the pliers around and then set off like a million alarms and that was on a real mission so
1: that's true that's true I'm just I don't saying, know never mind I, I think to it's get more back. like
0: a case of personal growth for Bobby like over time yeah. he's learning more and more and he's realizing like when it's okay to be funny and when it's okay to be serious and that's I think fine he's like he's a freshman, child
1: and like <laughs> literally everyone here is older like Hank's in a full on adult. He's like 30. Warren's maybe 19. Gene
0: and Scott are like 18. So I think Bobby's like 16. I mean, I don't know. That's what I was assuming. I, was, I
1: mean, now, now I'd say like 15, 16, because even in the comic books in the original five, he was way younger than the other four of them. And that's why they were always like, we don't know if we can trust Bobby because he's kind of like. He's a little baby. Yeah. And they kind of treat him that way because he acts. I'm younger than everyone because he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. So then
0: we go to like a split second long Magneto slash Mastermind scene. Mesmero escapes.
1: Mesmero, I, it's not even explained how it happens. Yeah. And Magneto's like, how did this happen? And Mastermind's like, I honestly, know. I don't know. <laughs> and we're like, We'll just never know. We never know. We uh, have no uh, idea
0: uh, how. And he managed to take the artifact. So like. <laughs> He's gone. And apparently he's going to London to steal the other half of the Spider Stone. And like, that's that. So now everybody has to go to
1: London. I guess the implication here is that Mesmero overcame Mastermind and like had Mastermind free him and then brainwash Mastermind. Like that's the only... Yeah. explanation that makes sense because Mastermind is just like I don't understand how this happened and it's like he's yeah, the only one there. Yeah it's like
0: he blinked and then suddenly Mesmer was gone because like as far as his memory tells him that's all that happened which that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah you're probably right, right. Exactly. So then. Then we
1: go back to another great scene. Yeah. This is so good. I love this scene so much.
0: Yeah it's adorable. So Rogue is still in her hospital bed still recovering from life and everything. Yeah. And then Kurt bamfs in with a tray with a bunch of food on it and Brooke just yells, Kurt, like annoyed that he's there because Kurt just like, it's like the equivalent of showing up without knocking, but like worse than that, because Kurt can just like appear in front of you suddenly.
1: I mean, he he's like the vision in this way. He where is. He just like walks through walls yeah. and is like, hi, everyone. And Rwanda's changing. OK,
0: but the vision has an excuse for no social skills because the vision is like not a person and he's like still figuring it out. Whereas Kurt is just like awkward. I was
1: going to say, he just doesn't have social skills because he's like 16.
0: Yeah. So anyway, he says what's on his dinner tray, which is spicy enchiladas and black beans covered in Kitty special sauce, which I immediately was like, that is going to give Rogue the shits. And that is basically what she says in response. <laughs> She's like, uh, it's not enough that my head hurts. You wanted me to toss my stomach too? And I was like, honestly, that's fair. I wouldn't eat. That. Also,
1: I- like... I don't trust Kitty's cooking. Remember that episode with the muffins? I
0: know, the muffins. Yeah.
1: She's a super genius, but she does not have like that domestic capability. But
0: she keeps trying to learn how to cook. So maybe she's gotten better at it. I don't know. That's
1: true. So Kurt looks
0: kind of sad and he sits down on the bed and Rogue is just like, where's Logan? And Kurt is like, he and Storm are out trying to track down our loving mother and the others have jetted off to London. So Kitty and I are your caregivers. Have a bite. And Rogue is just like, go away and like (laughs) turns away from him. And Kurt uses the remote for the hospital bed to like tilt the bed upwards so that she like has to face him. And he's like, is that any way to tweet your little brother? And Rogue is like, we're not related. Mystique may have given birth to you, but she only adopted me.
1: Okay, but also there's there's that line where Kurt says, now that's just denial talking. And I'm like, he's saying that with his image adducer on. And
0: he's like, either way, sis, we're in this together. I mean it, Rogue. Whatever you're going through, I'm here for you, okay? Which is like interesting because although they do have completely different relationships with Mystique in a literal way, like Kurt doesn't really know her at all. He's still dealing yeah. with the fact that she's a part of his life in some form and rogue now is too. So the only other person who can really understand what she's going through, even though it is completely different, is actually Kurt. And so Rogue, right. like, doesn't have a out loud response to that. She he, she just kind of, like, absorbs it and looks thoughtful. And Kurt is yeah. like, okay, sit tight. I'll have Kitty make you an anchovy jalapeno pizza. And it's like, oh, my God, dude. That will also give fun? her the shits. At least that
1: tastes better, you know. Does okay, it? Also-
0: anchovy jalapeno? I don't know. I don't know if that's good. I, of- ha-
1: I, I eat that kind of stuff. I'll, I've done the anchovy jalapeno pizza. Pineapple pizza. It's very
0: salty. It's like multiple intense flavors. I yeah, mean... but I'm
1: here for that. <laughs> I'm a weirdo. I don't anyway, want Kitty
0: to make it for me. I'll say that much. I
1: mean, I agree with that. I don't trust her in the kitchen at all. But also, I love this scene because it's really good. I like that Kurt has instantly accepted that Rogue and him are siblings. Mm-hmm. And he's okay with that. like But they already had a, a friendship before any of that knowledge. And we talked about that in season one. Remember that episode when kurt was trying to figure out what was going on with mystique and rogue was there for him and she's like i don't know like you know
0: yeah or like the times where they've talked about xavier and how fucked up the mansion is and like yeah when was when kurt was sneaking out with boom boom and stuff wasn't rogue the person who we talked to throughout all of that i feel like they've had different conversations over time i thought
1: that was scott but i don't remember but you're probably right i mean i feel like him and rogue already have a close friendship which is akin to the comic books and then when it's revealed that they are siblings and that setup was there mm-hmm. you know i i think it works and i like i like their friendship relationship because they're siblings and we don't even get great Creed on this show but like they're siblings right yeah and they're there for each other they they're like we have an incredibly fucked up like background but yeah. we're still gonna at least be there for each other and i like that about them
0: yeah it's interesting and also it's as though well all of the kids who live at the x mansion are each other's family at this point but like now they have a connection that's a little bit more like literal family but it's also not because they have such different relationships to mystique i don't know it's just an interesting way to frame them as quote-unquote siblings and yeah the show is acknowledging that it worked yeah, and I, I think
1: it. I think that's I think it was a good scene. Mm-hmm. So the next scene is the X copter, which is not discreetly flying across London and landing on the museum's parking garage. <laughs> uh... <laughs> and Beast is like,
0: luckily, no one's at the museum. And it's like, what? "I was like, luckily,
1: nobody's in this city. <laughs> like, I'm like, just nobody's in London today. Yeah, okay. thank
0: goodness. Thank goodness.
1: Oh, my God. And then Xavier goes, great. We're here. Cyclops, can you inform our stowaway that we're here? And Scott's like, what the fuck? And then the <laughs> Scott goes to the back. the blackbird i don't even know why he opens up like a storage compartment and inside this storage compartment is bobby who's eating chips and he's like ruffles oh hey (gasps) what's up (sighs) and scott immediately does the scott summer's thing he's like do you have anything to say for yourself and bobby's response is like yeah sitting in here kind of sucks
0: yeah he goes (laughs) that's the last time i fly no frills (laughs) and cyclops is like whatever get out like let's go (laughs) It's so
1: funny. I love that scene. It's amazing. Uh, I love Bobby. Then Magneto dramatically walks up to the museum with the Venga boys yes. and just blows up the the doors, yeah. which is not necessary. It's but not. Okay.
0: It's not. They just blow open the doors and it's super dramatic. It's like the beginning of an action movie where they're like, dun, 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 dun. And Magneto's like, fan out, secure the building.
1: Okay, but then it goes to that security guard, by the way, that's like in the security room and he goes, fuck this alarm. I'm busy playing this solitaire game that is not on my computer. And also like...
0: Yeah, like a real solitaire game it's
1: like the alarm's going off he's like somebody else check that i'm not even gonna check a monitor i just don't care yeah i was like wow this guy does not get paid enough money he doesn't <laughs> this security
0: guard doesn't give a fuck and so then since he's playing solitaire with actual cards naturally gambit has to be the one to walk in and like throw a card down and be like need an ace of clubs monsieur and it's like okay so this is where i looked up gambit's voice actor by the way because i was like he's just not doing the New Orleans accent. He's not doing the Cajun thing at all. He just isn't. And I don't know if he was in the past. And in, in this episode, he just stopped.
1: But no, he's going to have it. He definitely has it in that episode where him and Rogue run around Louisiana he together. He doesn't
0: have it here. He just doesn't. He has a normal French accent here. And so okay. the actor is from Canada. So I'm like, OK, so we can probably speak French. Well,
1: most of them are for this TV show anyway.
0: Yeah. And for X-Men TAS, they were too. Right.
1: That's right. You're right. I always forgot about that. Yeah. Well, that was like, I think where we were getting a lot of voice actors for cartoons That's back in like the 80s, Indian 90s, thing. early I 2000s. Know. I don't know.
0: Anyway, so this guy's Canadian, but he's just not doing it occasion accent he has a lovely speaking voice he does he's not doing gambit's accent so anyway after after throwing the cards around gambit shoves the guard into a closet and then walks out and starts playing solitaire by himself which is honestly really funny
1: <laughs> then this goofy scene happens where a security guard is walking down a hall passing statues and then there's just colossus standing there like a statue like, also like a statue and then, him. And then he turns back and he's like wait what the fuck is this and then Colossus just like comes to life, yeah. and I thought it was so funny. I was like, it is "Colossus, funny. I don't. Even, why is he being so dramatic? Why you're doing that? It's like, <laughs> just, just fight
0: him! Like, what are do you doing? It's like he's just trying to scare him by like doing a haunted oh house jump scare, where it's like, "Is that a statue?" And Colossus <laughs> oh is God. like, "Ha ha, I'm moving now," and the guy's like, "Ah!" And then Pyro, Pyro, by the way, has been like grinning the entire time, which is kind of creepy looking like that's like how they've animated Pyro's is just he's constantly grinning at everybody and like laughing at things when it's a serious situation. So he creates like this crazy fire horse and is like chasing one of the security guards. And then this horse turns into a huge skull and like screams at the guy and he runs into a storage closet. Pyro melts the door handle so that the guard can't get out. And Pyro has an Australian accent, which is not very well done. And he's like, don't fret, mate. We'll be out of here in five. And it's
1: like, I know, very. There's a lot of people being shoved into closets in this episode, by the way. Yeah. Like that's well, this guard just puts himself in the closet. He's like, no.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then, okay, now the original five X-Men are here Mm -hmm. and they're walking into the museum and Beast goes to Bobby. You stick with me. And Bobby's like, yeah, I'll watch your backside. And Beast is like, you don't have my back. You don't have a clue, which is actually a really funny line. It is actually. pretty funny. It
0: is pretty funny. So, like, they see that Magneto blasted open the entire <laughs> doors. So they're like, I guess Magneto's here. Like,
1: oh, also that Magneto sees Mesmero and so he rips apart this elevator like this is a different part of the museum and he rips out the elevator which we're going to get back to in a second because it's also a really goofy and funny scene it
0: is it is but for now all we need to know is that Magneto has levitated an entire elevator out of the wall and is like clonking it down a hall towards Mesmero that's happening I
1: also think it's really funny that all these characters are telling the security guards are like we're going to be in and out in a jiffy but also destroy the entire museum along the way Yeah, it's like
0: also why technically they don't need anyone to be there because Magneto does all of it himself Itself, like with the elevator
1: this is also like a museum that has like 10 security staff at night which i think is a lot for a museum
0: well for like a really big museum in a city i don't think it's that much it? i don't know there's okay. probably really expensive stuff in this museum that like they don't want to get stolen or
1: any of our listeners personally work security at a museum at like i don't know like the museum of science or museum of i mean Art? i'm
0: kind of basing this on the netflix documentary this is a robbery which is about the isabella Stewart gardner museum robbery and like I want to say the 90s. So, And there were a lot of security guards that they had to overcome for that robbery. And that's a much smaller museum in Boston. I feel like a London museum, there's some really fucking big museums.
1: I didn't even know that documentary existed, but now I want to watch it.
0: It's a good watch. Anyway, so... Sabretooth sees something at the window. It's Jean levitating. She breaks through the window and flicks him away with her telekinesis. And then Warren flies in.
1: I want to point out that Jean's just been getting like
0: more and more powerful
1: over these episodes. And it's like, it's so unfortunate. We never got to see her turn into the Phoenix.
0: I know. Anyway, so B slides down an ice pole that Bobby made for him. And it's very sexy. Cyclops shoots a beam at Sabretooth, who smashes into Colossus. And then Pyro's also there. And he's like, oh, it's the X-Men. And Gambit <laughs> is there and he's like, I think they want to play.
1: And then they all take off their clothes. But then <laughs> first we go to Magneto, who sees Mesbro, and then he turns the <laughs> Magneto turns the elevator into this like goofy 80s straight out of like the whiz horror elevator just chasing around and it grows teeth that's like dawn 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 and so that's where it's like oh my god <laughs> like it's like <laughs> but it's really another like funny. two
0: second scene because it's just like that's happening in the background this
1: elevator that's been ripped out of the wall is just destroying everything in the museum And it's really funny and
0: so then we go back to the main hall
1: meanwhile Gambit's throwing cards at Warren
0: Colossus and Cyclops are fighting each other Beast jumps on people's heads like they're Goombas for like no reason he said, I don't know why that shot was there.
1: Beast is, I don't know, Beast is not doing anything, but this is when the Colossus rips out the pillar out of the wall, which he throws at Cyclops, which Cyclops then disintegrates with his eye beams. And I'm like, what is his powers? And then also, I'm like, how did the museum not collapse? Like, he just ripped out... The support beam for the second story I and it's just know. like still there i don't
0: know they're destroying the museum the museum is trashed and so then bobby <laughs> this is the
1: mall all over again yeah
0: so then bobby uses some ice to like block saber from throwing a bunch of shit at beast and then beast is like pleasantly surprised that bobby actually like saw that and protected him which is like okay bobby's not completely useless So then Jean goes over to Beast and she's like, tuck and roll. And then Beast, like, somersaults in the air and Jean flings him telekinetically at Sabertooth. And then they fuck, I guess. I don't know.
1: I I don't really know. We don't see what happens. Warren
0: and Gambit start fucking each other in the background also. So Pyro is trying to protect Gambit, I guess. And so he, like, creates a fiery duplicate of Warren and, like, chases Mm. Warren around with Warren. I wonder what
1: that is referencing in the future.
0: Hmm. And Bobby sees that and ices and freezes Pyro's equipment, which, like obviously takes him off the board. And then Bobby does some finger guns at Warren, who's like, who is this twink who's staring at me right now? What is happening right now? Like he
1: literally does the finger guns and he winks at Warren. It's really really cute. I really wish they could be together in the comic books. I would love that yeah it will never happen but whatever oh
0: well anyway back to Mesmero Mesmero finds
1: the other pieces right and then magneto like pulls out more metal tentacle porn yeah i don't even know what he's using these are
0: the these are the cables that the elevator was being held up with and so magneto takes control of the elevator cables and turns them into like tentacles to like grab mesmero and so mesmero drops the rock that he just stole and then Magneto like, oh. <laughs> and Magneto like starts crushing him inside the elevator but then independently the two halves of the rock are near each other now and they start like moving towards each other on the uh, on their own in the air and like swirling around each other and then they like combine and glow like a Sailor Moon tiara and yeah. like Magneto is like blinded by the light there's suddenly there's like
1: some actual magic shit happening now yeah it's now. magic
0: it's literal magic and so then the light like knocks Magneto over and then it becomes a huge fire fucking spider like a huge spider okay,
1: it li- okay this is not even the same thing as the other green monster that was made up for x-men the animated series this no. is a different, different green green monster that's made up for this tv show <gasps> that looks pretty much like the other monster but they're does. just it
0: kind of does like, i
1: i can't believe we're back to this again and i'm like what is with these green monsters and so then Magneto tries to try to stop it with magnetism and the spider why just kind of looks at him and is like
0: doing this okay also why does it eventually work so i guess the rocks are made out of metal and he's well, trying to, to separate them, I guess. But I do like
1: this, that the spider looks back at Magneto, and he's like, whatever, <laughs> bitch, goodbye. <laughs> and the spider's like, please. <laughs> the
0: spider busts out of the wall of the museum.
1: Wait, okay, also like Which is like, like a thousand st-
0: stories up, by the way, so <clears throat> the spider's like flinging itself down onto London, and it's like... Where
1: there's no people, and I was like, what? I, well, then there are some in a second, because then like two people run away, and a bunch of cars crash into each other, and I'm like, I'm glad that they finally animated some people into this city, because like, this was just weird. Weird.
0: okay also mesmero gets away in the background and laughs evil-y. Okay, but that's
1: that's so funny there's like a hot shot of Mesmero breaking free of the elevator and he laughs maniacally and leaves and i'm like what is happening <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't know i mean we're about to find out but mesmero's trick for getting away is literally to just walk away like that it's not even like <laughs> well, there's you so much do other
1: anything. crazy shit happening at this point that mesmero's like i don't even need to like do this anymore so bye yeah uh, um
0: so the spider is flinging itself around outside okay by the way by the (laughs) way like
1: it it jumps out the window and xavier's just sitting there (laughs) He stares at the spider, doesn't do anything, but then he sees Magneto and he just starts staring at Magneto for a really long time. I'm like, Xavier, you're not even helping. You're not even telling anybody what to do because you're too busy checking Magneto out. Xavier,
0: (laughs) I really can't emphasize enough the extent to which Xavier is literally just sitting there, boredly staring at this huge (laughs) fucking spider, destroying cars. People are screaming and running away and Xavier's literally just Sitting there and I mean, like, I don't huh. know what he's
1: gonna do. It's not like he can like take control of the spider. Roll
0: but... away? Like, is he scared?
1: <laughs> or like, or contact the X Men? Like, hey, there's a giant spider yeah. on the loose now. That's
0: another thing he could do. He could do multiple things, and he doesn't do either one. And so then Magneto calls his acolytes, which is like logical, and he goes, "I don't care what it takes, destroy that spider." And then his acolytes run off to do that. And Xavier rolls up to Magneto, and he's like. Magnus, we don't know anything about the spider. And Magneto's like... Okay, I don't know what Magneto actually says because all I wrote here was, I know that spider is a little bitch. I don't know what the actual line is.
1: Okay, wait, Magneto says... I can't tell." Okay, Magneto goes, I know one thing about it. That's one key that won't be unlocking any doors. So but like i don't know why xavier's like we gotta protect the spider and i'm like okay that's funny because my next line is xavier going x-men go capture the spider cell because it has answers we need we have to enslave it like danger i mean you didn't hear me say that out (laughs) loud so
0: he does say we have to capture it and protect it the spider stone possesses answers we need so basically yes basically yes
1: i was like xavier xavier's like we can't destroy it This seems like destroying the city And he's like We just gotta let it roam free And then like Put it in my basement With all the other sentient beings That I find yeah. And it's like what? I don't know
0: I don't know So then the X-Men Are flying after the spider But also of the acolytes There's this shot of Colossus Running after it Where he's stomping so loud And I was laughing so
1: hard <laughs> I laughed at that too And then he runs through Like 12 walls And I'm like Why are you doing what? that? It's so loud It's like Doosh, doosh, doosh There's it's like, like a, There's a, the spiders On the other side of the building and Colossus is like I can only get to the spider if I run directly through every wall in the building I was like what the it's hell like, are you go doing around. he gets there okay he gets on it jumps on the spider and the spider just electrocutes him and that's it that's the end of whatever the hell that was okay
0: also the spider's legs become tentacles that like bend around and electrocute him and I was yeah. like why is everything tentacles it's
1: <laughs> why? I don't know but this okay then Sabertooth shows up and he's like I got this and he picks up like a stick off the ground it's and like literally a, a
0: huge stick and he just taps the spider on the head and the spider is like okay that's not gonna work I was like we didn't even get a stick okay, I was like where I don't did know. he get
1: this at least okay Pyro does something that allegedly seems like it will work yes. where he surrounds this spider with fire and he's like yeah yeah yeah
0: and, and then like lights it on fire, but the spider just burrows underground and it's completely safe. And Pyra goes, it's going down under. And it's they like, were, of oh course they, of course oh they gave him that line. God.
1: By the way, Gambit's just on a rooftop watching all of this. And he kind of has this look where he's like, the fuck are they all doing? Like what?
0: It's like Gambit just kind of checked out and he's like, I I don't want to be involved here.
1: Okay, wait, hold on, wait. This scene that where Xavier's like now in the woods where Mesmero is, and like Mesmero's running by, and like Xavier like runs out, and Mesmero goes. Xavier and Xavier goes Mesmero I want answers And he doesn't even like ask they both take their Dicks out they both start grunting at each other No this is like okay this is insane Because Xavier comes out he's like I want answers He didn't even ask Mesmero A question he's like he could have been like Mesmero why are you stealing these pieces And Mesmero probably wasn't going to answer But Xavier just like immediately goes Into his brain immediately Mesmero drops to the ground and starts screaming And pain which is something you noted the last time Xavier did this where it's like whenever somebody goes whenever he goes into somebody's brain yeah they just start screaming like they're incredible playing like what is he doing in there i
0: don't know fucking around i don't know it's, i don't know
1: we get it okay it's this so is invasive
0: like a, it's like basically just torture porn for like five minutes where xavier's like okay and then at the end of it mesmero vanishes and xavier says vanished but what i thought he said was finished and it sounded like he just came and i was like what the f-
1: Wow. No. He, and the line was him going Mesmero vanished and then he Turns the, the camera dramatically And goes apocalypse I know. and, it and like, No
0: one is there he's saying it To no
1: one Wait, we have we have to talk About the like the 10 seconds Of flashes that happened before that Where he's in Mesmero's brain and we see like Five seconds of flashes from previous episodes Of Mesmero like turning keys and shit mm-hmm. And then there's like a blast of light Beaming out of the door Mesmero screams And he's in the pitch dark and then suddenly All we see are Apocalypse's eyes and there's like a tiger growl and that's when it comes Back to Xavier being like messbro vanished apocalypse and I was like What is this scene I don't know what is Happening I, don't know. I was like this is what I mean Where I was like I'm like I feel like there was too Many sequences animated in this Episode that that's why they couldn't animate Boom boom do anything because they've already <laughs> animated Like 50,000 other scenes That probably don't need to be there But they're fun to watch Like I'm not like sitting here being like this is boring I'm just like in whiplash of these Crazy scenes so anyway, now the spider is running to the river. Yeah. Which Warren screams. He's like flying by everyone. He's like, guys, there's a spider here. And everyone's like, we fucking know, Warren. Like- <laughs>
0: really big spider. Uh, So Gambit's chasing it, and Jean and Scott are also chasing it, and Jean uses her telekinesis to lift it up out of the water, but then it breaks free of her powers, because apparently this is like a really powerful spider, and she actually collapses. Okay, this spider also has
1: telekinesis now, and I'm like, okay, why not? And so then Scott
0: catches her, and and then he tries to fucking shoot a bunch of beams at the spider, and Jean is like, hey, Xavier told us not to fucking kill the spider, and Scott is like, I'm not! I'm just trying to slow it down! And it's like, Scott... (laughs) Stop.
1: <laughs> also again there's no people in this city I don't know where they are I don't, But this is like at don't. this point it's like Become something so massive That it would be absurd for everybody To just be inside I
0: mean I guess if I saw a huge fucking spider I would also go inside for the record
1: uh, I don't really know but <laughs> this is a City cities there are people out in the City at all hours of the day I, I'm Assuming London's is a pretty busy place It so. is It
0: is. it makes no sense but they just They don't want to bother animating that stuff on this show
1: Thankfully Iceman is here and he like Creates an ice bridge over the river for them and that's All yeah. that matters And so then
0: they all ride the ice bridge And then Beast and Jean and Scott are smiling So happily on the bridge Where they're like oh my god this bridge is the coolest Shit ever and it's like
1: I don't Really funny you were insulting him before I know anyway this is the scene that we see where there's the three people in the city running away and some cars crashing into each other because there's a giant spider walking through it. Yes. Uh, Gambit has an awesome scene. He
0: does. He's driving a double-decker bus because we're in London. Right. And it's luckily empty. I don't know where he found it. And so then Warren is flying after the bus like, what's Gambit doing? I'm going to follow him and not
1: do anything except look at him. He doesn't do anything. Okay, it's
0: it's so funny. I laughed so hard at this. So Gambit swerves the bus and overturns it, jumps on top of it like he's Dante from Devil May Cry, rides on this bus as it's like careening towards the spider. It pins the spider down. Gambit jumps off of it right beforehand. The spider's crushed under the bus. Gambit walks up and uses his powers to fucking explode the buzz. meanwhile warren's watching all of this and then he's like yeah i'm just gonna go it's so funny <laughs> like like warren doesn't intervene in anything i just said he's literally just watching it warren
1: is warren is I, why is he in this episode like honestly like <laughs> why do I mean, they so-
0: animate him following gambit here
1: I don't know. Now now everyone is here. Everyone is here. Magneto shows up. The spider is also here.
0: Yes. Because the spider... Okay, so even though Gambit just exploded the spider, it's completely fine. It's literally just standing there as though nothing happened. And Magneto is like, all right, I'm just going to use my powers on it again.
1: Okay, that's I'm like what happens. And then Xavier rolls up. He goes, don't do it, Magnus. Do not destroy it. And Magnus says, I must. And there's like, I don't know, like five minutes of Magneto trying to do this in which Xavier just sits there and watches and doesn't say anything Which else. is
0: important because later he's going to explain why he should have fucking said something. So Magneto manages, <laughs> Magneto actually manages to separate the rocks inside the spider <laughs> (laughs) And it just becomes a couple of rocks separated on the ground and the spider is completely gone. And it seems like everything is fine. Everything's over. And then Xavier (laughs) fucking rolls up and he's like um actually you just did exactly what mesmero wanted you to do and magneto's like what are you talking about the key's been destroyed and xavier's like he knew only you had the power to do it it wasn't just a key it was a guardian designed to prevent apocalypse's release and i didn't say that before for no reason anyways (laughs) with its destruction we're actually all fucked now and the second door will open and mesmero used you from the beginning
1: and it's like It's all your fault, Magneto. The and
0: then nobody responds to this, which is interesting. Because all like, like nobody <laughs> because nobody's like-, like, Xavier, what do you say? <laughs> like everyone just kinda stares at him for a second, like,
1: what? <laughs> like it's actually like kind of a cool scene. Eventually, eventually Angel's like, uh, where's the spider truck where was it trying to go? And again, Xavier's like I don't know. But when Mesmer finds the third and final key, the world as we know it will change forever. And now it's Magneto's fault. And he like glares at Magneto. And that's like the end of the episode. Also, there is a shot of a door opening. There's that's a shot
0: of the spider door opening in Apocalypse's tomb. Why the fuck did Nick Xavier <laughs> tell anyone?
1: Yeah, why didn't he?
0: He literally, like I said this to you in DMs, but he literally brings about the end of the world to show that he could say, I told you so. Like, that's the only reason he does it is so that at the end he could be like, well, I told you not to do that. And it's like, you actually didn't, though. Like, what the fuck? I don't. I hate him. Anyway, this episode was (laughs) hilarious.
1: I mean, you're just like, in conclusion, I hate Charles Xavier. He's a piece of shit. I mean, he could have done many things. He could have been like. Hey Magneto he, could like, have said, okay, doing so that. he
0: couldn't have sent Magneto a telepathic Message but he could have sent a telepathic message to Literally everybody else present he could have sent one To the acolytes and he, Magneto would have Listened to the acolytes he didn't
1: okay but Also like he's sitting next to Magneto and like he Could have been like Magneto that key Is a guardian to keeping Apocalypse from coming out if you destroy Apocalypse will get free
0: if you kill the spider Apocalypse will return literally Just say that
1: like, I don't know there's so many things He could have said instead he just stared at it and then After was like well good job bitch <laughs> this is why we can't even date anymore and just like what the fuck are you even
0: saying and was like well that is true that this is why we can't date anymore but it's funny that you don't understand the real reason <laughs> which is your bullshit <laughs> It's so like,
1: I can't. I can't it. even. They were like, it's it's crazy. Like that whole scene.
0: I I enjoyed this episode a lot, though. Just saying, I don't know how to I rate mean, it, I, but
1: I mean, it's like a five out of five. But it's like good and fun to watch. So I guess like four out of yeah, five. Yeah, I think like, I'm gonna
0: give it a four. I mean, it doesn't actually make any sense really, and it's like super goofy. <laughs> but I loved it, and like there are some like good moments like the rogue and it's Kurt really scene. Gay. it's super gay yeah. i love i love to see warren back even though warren absolutely doesn't need to be in this episode at all and doesn't serve any like plot purpose really it doesn't really matter i love him and i'm just glad he's here um gambit's hilarious i like gambit i like the acolytes i like colossus pretending to be a fucking statue for no reason because he's oh, a drama queen my
1: god and then running through the walls being like Dush, 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 dush. Dush oh my god okay no my favorite piece of the episode now is like that thing you said about magneto about the spider is like all i know is that it's a bitch like, uh.
0: i love magneto in this oh i actually god. felt like this was magneto being magneto you know what i mean like it is him yeah. being like kind of mean i felt that way too but- i
1: actually thought that way t- felt that way too when i was watching it and i had a similar thought Whereas like, I don't know where it was in the episode. It was when he was talking to the alkaloids at one point. I was like, I don't know, he kind of feels like Magneto now all of a sudden. Like, because this whole episode, like, he's like kind of working on the same side that Xavier is. And I'm like, oh, I can kind of see how they were sort of setting this up for him to eventually lead the X-Men as they Show and an end sequence and I'm Like they are setting it up that they can Work together although but like He
0: has such a long way to go but like You at least get like oh he doesn't want Apocalypse To come back either obviously It
1: was just I don't know like the Magneto in Season one was absurd and then the Magneto With Scarlet Witch is absurd but uh, Now he's starting to act like Magneto all Of a sudden and it's like oh okay Yeah
0: and like him having Mastermind On his side I was fine with like that all makes Sense like I thought that was kind of fun that they were Both trying to figure out the exact same mystery It's just that Xavier can only do it with like Beast help and Warren to an extent. Whereas Magneto's just
1: doing it with the guy that he knows. I mean, like, I think Warren's extent of helping was showing up and be like, somebody came into my house. He took my ancient apocalypse thing. Do
0: something. Like (laughs) I don't know. Like, yeah, pretty much. And it's like, Warren, why why didn't you? Why are you here? (laughs)
1: Like, I don't know
0: do you have an apocalypse rock like what are you doing dude i don't know it would make more sense if warren had like more apocalypse backstory in here it feels like they just didn't quite have enough time as we keep saying like this is an episode that is just trying to get a lot done really quickly
1: i mean i guess they didn't need as many battle sequences in here they're fun but to watch
0: though the they elevator. are fun to watch
1: like i don't come i'm not complaining about it, but i just feel like it I don't know how many more episodes are left in the season. I guess I can look right now, my episode thing. Yeah, there's only like four episodes left.
0: Mm-hmm. And like they're about to introduce X23, who's a whole other antagonist on this show.
1: Also, wait, what is next? X23 or Cruise Control? Because I have it listed as Cruise Control next. I thought it was X23 according to the Disney Plus.
0: Let me see what it says. Because we're just watching it in order on Disney Plus. So I have X23 next.
1: I don't know what Cruise Control is. Apparently, Cruise Control is. Oh, wait, what? Uh, why is it oh that's right this is what happened on the release of the show so cruise control is the
0: finale apparently
1: it wasn't supposed to be but it aired that way i don't know when it's supposed to happen because like we have this crazy two-parter at the end of this season that leads into season four but like there's a random episode that's like out of order but i don't know what's supposed to happen i remember this is okay this is crazy so cruise control like didn't even get released when it was supposed to. So like, it was like that random episode. And so all the other episodes had come out and there was a really long time before season four happened, but before it, it like it got aired in Canada only or something. So I remember we downloaded off of like LimeWire or something. Cause that was the only way you could find this episode. And then randomly in America, they aired the episode like a year and a half later. Weird. Right? Like, what the hell? So
0: yeah. Also, isn't it one of your favorite episodes as well? I mean, we say that every week, but you know.
1: OK, like it's an episode that is specifically about like Boom Boom, Magma, Iceman, Nightcrawler and Kitty. Yeah. So like going to a gay beach. Like <laughs> that's the story. So obviously you're
0: <laughs> going to like it. Duh. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. It's
0: great. Great. Well, we're not watching that yet. We're going to watch X-23 and then apparently we're going to watch the two part season finale and then Cruise Control is going to be like. Just the episode we throw well, in. Well, Cruise
1: Control is also a story about like the mutants going to a place that's not America and like people being like, yeah, we're cool with mutants here. And the mutants are like, what the fuck? Why is this a problem in our country? Which I don't know, kind of tracks with certain yeah. certain marginalized classes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yup. Anyway, anyway. Uh, should we talk about who's gay? The
1: <laughs> X everyone
0: okay who isn't gay i don't even know where to start with
1: this i feel Um, like the new quote okay you should be like you're like you're like you're like who isn't gay in this episode (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah seriously um so bobby is probably the most gay because he's like the canonically gay one and i feel like him checking out bobby and like flirting with him and stuff like that all feels like intended to be gay did you
1: say bobby is checking out bobby yeah
0: Bobby's checking out Bobby. (laughs) Him checking out Warren. Him checking out Warren. Okay.
1: Yeah. I was like, wait a second. Am I really that tired or? No,
0: I'm really that tired. Neither of us slept well. We're doing what we can today. Um, Bobby checking out Warren. So I, I want to give Bobby the top prize, but that doesn't mean that like Gambit and Warren don't also deserve like a very competitive second place with that first scene where Warren is like, you see anything you like.
1: And Gambit's like blowing kisses at him. Also beast and Bobby, randomly
0: yeah i mean i don't know why but sure i i they're just
1: suddenly like they're like what if we interject like it makes sense in the comic books when they're relatively the same age but now he's just like an adult man that's like yeah i'm your teacher also do you want me to show you how to like suck cock and it's like they basically uh... stopped treating the child
0: characters like children like i don't know six episodes ago like at a certain point they just stopped trying you and
1: i keep on coming back to this we're like why were the ages like i don't this? know they
0: wanted to make a show about teenagers but they also kind Kind of wanted to make a show about adults. So they can't decide what they want to do. Um Anyway, I don't ship it, but like, whatever. So I, I mainly ship Gambit and Warren in this episode. And then Bobby having a crush on Warren is really cute. That's
1: a fun ship. It's a fun ship because like, it's one of those ships that's like, these two characters don't get along. So w- like, What's going on and It's a fan, it's a classic fan fiction These two characters don't get along with each other and the only way you can resolve it is if they just fucking get it out of their systems
0: mm-hmm. But you know who shouldn't ever fuck again? Xavier and Magneto Oh my god Obviously gay, they're obviously exes in this There's no other way for me to interpret their interactions Especially Xavier just not telling Magneto the truth at the end For no reason
1: uh, Dude, Xavier just needs to like leave the X-Men <laughs>
0: <laughs> He really does It's like, I guess he just wanted to be able to say that Magneto was wrong. I I guess.
1: I mean, that's that's true.
0: Also, like the weird fight between Mesmeron and Xavier is pretty homoerotic as well. Just saying.
1: Oh, right. That is also super gay. This is a gay episode. Also, like. Magneto keeps putting Mesmero in bondage for no reason. And then when he doesn't, he's like, I've got tentacles now. What? Yeah, there's what a lot of tentacles doing, in this.
0: I feel like we need like a separate tentacle section. Not really. I'm not writing another theme song for that. But
1: I feel like to in order to even join Magneto's acolytes, you have to suck Magneto's dick. And like, he's like, well... If you're not gonna suck my dick, I'm just gonna put you up in this cage anyway. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, this is why Warren hates Magneto so much because he was like, "I'm never gonna suck a dick. I'm not ever. I'm
1: not gay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, everyone's (laughs) gay. So this is a radar podcast. Uh, The end. So ready for who's that X Men? Jace, Kennedy, We don't have one. Oh,
0: I was—I thought we were actually <laughs> were gonna have one. Okay,
1: um, I was down. No, oh, it's the spider. The spider. <laughs> its name is. I'm a. Is bitch. the
0: spider? <laughs> is the spider actually from anything? I'm actually gonna Google that really quick.
1: I am too. X Men Evolution. I'm just gonna write spider. wiki. And okay, see if it comes all up it's giving me
0: is Peter Parker. I don't. thinks <laughs> so. Okay, lot. Okay, wait, no.
1: Oh, okay, no. Listen, I googled, and it's called the mystical arachnid.
0: Oh, wait, uh,
1: really? Yes, but it's made for the show.
0: Oh. Never mind.
1: <laughs> I like I like how you somehow managed to find Peter Parker. What? Well, I googled Apocalypse Marvel Comics Spider. I, well, I put an Men evolution.
0: Spider Guardian, maybe. No, that's just going to get me Guardians of the fucking Galaxy.
1: It, it's from the it's from this TV show. That's yeah. all I need to know.
0: This is the Mutant Ages and we're going to do that's plugs. That's right. Right. Unless we have yes, something like else. You, I thought
1: you were being silent to see if Pluggy was going to show up. But I'm like, <laughs> he's not here today.
0: pluggy is not here so first things first as we said two weeks from now we're going to watch x23 it's the name of the episode and it's the name of my personal hero laura that's right um one of my favorite episodes of the show anyway we're watching that in two weeks and also if you want more information about our show to MutantAges.com and on the right hand side you are going to find our email address mutantages at gmail.com you're going to find a link to our discord server where you can ask us questions and just generally chat with other fans about the show you can find our voicemail which is 1508-319-1668 send us mail physical mail at P.O. Box 3344 Natick Massachusetts 01760 and then we'll open it someday uh we what will. should we do next social media
1: i was gonna say well we open it up on our youtube channel yes. which is the mutant ages on youtube and we'll also go back and play some games at some point
0: At some where point. we're playing
1: through every video game that is x-men related it's a lot of But fun. what else
0: do we do on our youtube channel ryan once a month
1: oh that's right okay so now once a month we do a monthly live stream where maddie and i are joined by the rest of the mutant ages cast <gasps> Well, no, it's not even the rest of because Madeline is not there. That's true. So it's,
0: Although maybe someday. I could see her doing maybe,
1: it. Maybe someday. Yeah, me too. But we do have Todd and Katie and we also have our friend, Rye T, who is in like every production we've ever made.
0: Mm-hmm. He's in Gino. He's in the Dark Crystal yeah. podcast reading that we did. He's he's
1: a, He's Barry Burton. He's just always <laughs> it's true. He's up Barry to Burton. Do, it's like whenever I come up with a stupid idea that I'm like, want to make this stupid thing, Maddie and Rye are the only people who say yes. <laughs>
0: okay Todd also says yes and then Katie's like well I may as well do it I guess I mean now we have more people who do our stupid yes Todd just say
1: yes but you and Rye have historically been doing it for like 20 years
0: Todd would have said yes if only we'd known Todd earlier Todd is like
1: the (laughs) The high school friend yeah like he like could have been part of our high school crew easily yes 100% and
0: now now he's part of our adult crew triple x adult crew
1: that's right which is almost kind of the cooler crew sometimes anyway so
0: last time we had recorded one of these episodes we hadn't yet read the script which by the way is a wolverine and the x-men script from like the 90s i think or the 80s late 80s was no
1: it's like the 90s it's like 1994 or okay, something
0: it's terrible it's insane okay like if People you want like, okay, to like go and watch it one. because like
1: we were like we were, we were, were like it. horrified by how bad it's like this script is like it opens up with kitty like take, getting naked and like being attacked. Yeah, and like potentially every time Kitty assaulted. uses
0: her powers, she gets naked because she phases out of her clothes. And Magneto
1: like, is like, okay, Magneto is like a Nazi. Yeah. It's like. Insane. There's like
0: a Magneto stand-in character who's not Magneto and he is a Nazi and he's like mutant supremacist basically. It's also so like terrible. one of the main
1: characters is just like mastermind. Yes. I don't know. It's Jason like...
0: Wingard is a teenager in this and he's like constantly hitting on Gene at the X-Mansion. Anyway people need to go listen to us reenacting it's this. It's crazy. Because it's like we were
1: like, it's wild. we were like this is insane. Yeah. I, but anyway so we're doing that once a month. We don't have the next date yet but once when we know we'll let you all know. But
0: it'll be in October so go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel so that you can get notified That's right. Make new videos, and you can
1: follow me on YouTube as well. I've got my theme park adventure vlog, which is Ryan Pagella. But if also, if you like games that are related to the X Men, but like we're not going to cover here on the show, I do play them on Twitch, like Avengers, for example. Mm -hmm. So that is something you can go check out. We're also all over social media. The Mutant ages is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest, and TikTok, and we're individually on those platforms. Maddie, where are you?
0: I am at Mitty Myers everywhere. Did you say Ryan Pagela is you? Did you say I that? did
1: not? I I've, I'm at Ryan Pagella, Ryan on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You can find me in those places and you can see my sweet new tattoo there of the X-Men symbol. Yeah,
0: it's pretty cool, actually. People should go check that out. Yeah,
1: I was pretty proud of that. My mom doesn't like it too much, but you know, <laughs>
0: whatever. That's that's mom's for you. So <laughs> let's say that you've got some some disposable income and you would like to support the show, which would really, really help us out. By the way, you should go to patreon.com slash the mutant ages and kick us a buck or two if you can. And if you do, you get bonus audio content, bonus podcast episodes, and like my theme songs if you back at that tier. And if you back at the highest tier, you get a shout back out on when the we show. We're young.
1: You get that. Yeah, you
0: get that song. You can listen to it anytime you want. Ryan, who are our highest tier Patreon supporters?
1: Okay. I don't even know if there's a voice for this today. Like where were there any voices? I don't know.
0: Magneto, Mesmero. There's so many characters. Warren Worthington. I mean, Gambit. like, The list goes on. I don't
1: know. I'm just going to say shout out to Samuel B., Soren B., and Zach S. for being our top tier supporters today. Thank you so much. We appreciate your contributions to this show because it does help it keep in production. Also, shout out to Brock who is our Discord moderator and he also is boosting our discord so you can like get all sorts of sweet emojis so People have been cool uploading them. I went, I went in there the other day and i noticed there's a boom boom emoji in yeah. there which i didn't or emo, they're not emojis they're like emotes or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. but yeah they're the best so they're the best they're awesome
0: um and let's say you can't afford to support the show please consider giving us a rating on anywhere you can do so give us a five star if you please and write a review or share it with your friends on your personal social media that helps it goes a long way and we thank everybody who does that. That's right. All righty. Oh
1: speaking of which there's a meowth emote too because we keep I know, on screaming I that's know, right. That's right.
0: <laughs> there's a meowth blasting off again. That's right. Anyway. That's right. Uh, it's me
1: meowth. <laughs> All right, anyway. We'll
0: see you next time.
1: See you next time.